Hello and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings and welcome to Lave Radio. Greetings, Commanders. Greetings, Commanders. The show that talks about the universe of Elite and the development of the computer game Elite 4, known as Elite Dangerous. And the fantastic community that surrounds it. A place of nonsense and innuendo for forum dads. A self-contained podcast two hours long. Transmitting to every corner of the galaxy. It's even louder than me. The hottest show this side of Dizzo. The name of the place. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Lave Radio. Commanders, and welcome to episode 427 of Lave Radio, the show about the universe of Elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Defire, Chief Archivist of Lave Station, otherwise known as Colin Ford, and joining me in the Orange Sidewinder Bar for this episode, we have our um, Banksy stunt driver, that would be Commander Alec Turner. Hello! We have our Staff Liaison Officer, Commander Psykit. And we have our Head of Health and Safety, Commander Ed Levice, otherwise known as Ben Moss Woodward. I think somebody needs to take a fire extinguisher to this place, because it ain't looking too healthy still. bit burnt, is it? It's a bit, it's a bit t- toasty. Oh, right. If you wish, you can join us live. We are hanging out in the game. Ben, are you at the same place we were last night? I'm close to where we were. Chris and I are trying to find these mythical, it feels like, recovery missions. Oh right, I see. Uh, that's what Chris and I have been doing in during the pre-show. We've oh uh, yeah, spoiler well, spoilers for the main show. Chris and I have been during the pre-show have been uh, trying to find the recovery missions that allow you to take you know, to, to to assist in recovery by doing stuff in the patch, mm. uh, and we haven't had a lot of luck so far. Oh okay, okay. Well, that's. Uh... Well, it'll be interesting to see how you do. So, um, yeah, you can you can find Ben. He's flying about. Is it in open? I am in open, but oh God, help us! As, as I said, we're, we are we're we're on a mission trying to find things. <laughs> Good luck. Um, if you can't get to us in game, you can also join the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through leaveradio.com slash live. Click on the live chat, uh, or go straight to twitch.tv slash radio or go to YouTube, go to Facebook, and go to Twitter. So we're all there. Um, right, let's go around the crew and see how we've all been. Uh, we will start with Alec this week, because Psykit said I went and talked to her too much last week. <laughs> Evening all, I have, I've had a quite a quiet week, actually. Sort of ongoing house clearance is, is taking a slight break, so I haven't had to part with any more <laughs> <laughs> Loved possessions. I finished watching Obi Wan and Book of Boba, which means I can now uh, watch the last one that everyone says is great. 
Uh, I keep playing Andor. Andor, that's the one. Yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah. A, a quick spoiler alert. I mean, anyone who hasn't watched Book of Boba yet, maybe stick your fingers in your ears for 30 seconds. But um, wow, the CGI they did on Luke was pretty stunning. <laughs> it was uh, like he hadn't aged a day. It was amazing. Um, yeah, I must admit that it, I think there was one problem with the Book of Boba Fett, and that was the speed of chase. But then yeah. you realised it was supposed to be the equivalent of a two CV being being chased by scooters, people on mobile. Yeah, yeah they're, oh. like mod, they're like mods, aren't they? Future mods. Yeah. As soon as you get that round your head, then yeah, it's actually quite comical. Yeah, that was all right. I enjoyed it. In-game, I am still out doing lots of exobiology. It's quite exciting now. I was commenting somewhere that I can't really explain myself, but I'm 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 avoiding handing in at fleet carriers. I just want to save it all up and then do this massive cash in of data when I get back to the bubble. And so with every passing day, the sort of the risk versus reward gets higher and higher and I'm very aware of not dying. It's um it, it's pretty exciting. And I'm really getting into using Elite Observatory. Um I don't know if anyone else here uses it, but it's um, magnificent. It's good, isn't it? I've I've upgraded to the. Oh, it turns out I was using an older version, so I've got the newer version now that does little pop-ups as well. And I'm about to try installing um, Matt G's plugins. So he has these really um, exciting-sounding plugins. One called Evaluator that basically estimates what your planet is worth before you've even scanned it. I think, and another one that tries to give you sort of insights based on the system data on what you're going to find before you find it. So, yeah, it sounds really good. I really enjoy it. It really adds to it. And the fact that it also calls out, you know, little things like, um, I've just spent the last two days at this amazing planet that I would have, I'd never have found otherwise. You know, this, the um, Elite Observatory just sort of called out that there was a, a body orbiting very closely to a planet with a big ring. And it was about... 2,000 light seconds out, I suppose. And I would have just completely passed it by otherwise. I would never have known. And I thought, oh, I'll go and have a look, see what it's alerting me to. And it was amazing. I've, I've spent two days there. It was just such a stunning location. So, yeah, really, really recommending it. It's brilliant. That's me. No uh, no Thargoid combat whatsoever. Um, right. Okay, then, Psychic. I've had a really busy week. Um, I think I'm going to have really busy weeks literally now until... <laughs> probably the end of the year i've been um been doing a lot of stuff um i went to see my sister down in um in overcast devon at the weekend it was really really lovely to go and spend some actual physical time back in the town that i grew up in because i haven't been there since last may so it was a very long time lots of things have changed already because it is a um a holiday town so things close over the winter as you can well expect and um then other things open and there was a lot of us going oh what's that oh that looks like it might be new that's interesting um and then um I've done an awful lot of Thargoid combat, as um, you can can imagine. Um, it was it was really um, it's been really fun. It's been really, really, really fun to chill and um, have a have a little bit of a relaxation because I know there's there's loads of stuff going on now, which is gearing up to Game Blast, gearing up to um, other things in the middle of the year. And I'm going to be so busy. So it was nice having a break. Nice. Very nice. And right. Uh, do we st- do we have a Ben yet? back yet? Same old, same old. But uh, we were doing lots of fun doing AX stuff with yourself last night. Um, 
I've finished Spider-Man Remastered and all the DLC for that. Uh, not 100% in all the like all the extra little bits of that, but I finished the main storylines in both in Spider-Man Remastered and all the DLC, and I've loved it. Uh, and I've moved on to, I think I'm about a third of the way through Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um, and yeah, again, I'm really enjoying that. I like the, I, I'm liking the parkour, the freestyle tricks in Miles Morales. Uh, it just feels it. He feels like he's just joyous to just be swinging around New York, and I, that's a lovely, that's a lovely feel. Ben likes swingers. There's a surprise. Call in. Personally, just quickly, um, I've say I've been playing a lot of Elite. Uh, I've, I've been trying to do a bit of um, anti-Thargoid combat. And for those of you over the weekend uh, would have seen um, how badly I did. But then thankfully, last night, uh, Ben, myself, Chris Mark IV, and the legendary Ralph all met up and did one of the recommended planetary sports and even though I lost another four crates, we still ended out with a profit. So I'm now, for the first time, actually got more money in my bank account than when the Thargoids actually invaded. So that's quite good. Um, I will be going up to Scotland this weekend, so basically there'll be no streams this weekend. But um, yeah, it's. Uh, uh, I'm just finding out I'm not as good a pilot as I thought I was. Still. On that shocking development, we'll move to development news. So what have the devs been saying this week? Well, we've had Frameshift Live 24, which welcomed back um, Arthur and Sally to present the, the usual shenanigans. Uh, and they also had Darren on as well to, uh, uh, to give a little bit of an insight into 1402, which uh, we'll obviously be discussing later. Um, just quickly, what is everybody's impression of that stream? Great, loads of info. I had to read it's another one. I had to watch again. Actually, Darren dropped uh, quite a lot of info. I thought. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Excellent. Yeah, was there any highlights that you two would like to to quickly talk about? Well, okay, I have one, and then I guess maybe the other one is. Um, so uh, I can't remember how he introduced it, but Darren went back to the thing at one point about how, as the more Stargoids arrived, you know, as as the the eight arrived uh, there was a thing early on in the in the sort of january that frontier posted that said you know things are going to get easier as as more stargoids arrived and i mm-hmm. think a lot of us sort of well i'm guilty of it anyway slightly poo-pooed it as being oh uh, yeah yeah that's that's the excuse you're given for turning the numbers down but darren actually sort of corrected that and said that had been the plan all along that that was part of the design um a that you know, as they're sort of, as they were spread out, as their resources spread across more and more locations, they would get weaker. And he also sort of said, you know, and as as they spread from those eight, the the front lines of those would be weaker. And I think that was held up by some research in the community that said that it was easier to um, uh, defeat a one further away from the centre. What I found really interesting about that is picturing the reverse situation. I, I bet what is going to happen is that as we finally learn how to penetrate the maelstrom and maybe even defeat it and shut one down, you know, so that we get to seven and then six, and maybe we push back the front line so that 
it's going to get tougher and tougher, which is a really clever mechanic because maybe we'll never get rid of the last one because it'll be so hard, but we might be able to push them back to four. Do you see what I mean? I think that's definitely what they've planned. It just seems... Brilliant. It's like that last Space Invader as it just flies across the screen that's really yeah. impossible to kick. Yeah, that, yes. that was my takeaway from that. There was also, maybe others want to comment on this, there was there was just that interesting comment from Darren, which I couldn't quite interpret, about um, shooting the aliens where they're going to be rather than where they are. I think that's sort of been clarified a little bit further on the the, the sort of patch patch notes with a, um, a Thargoid front line, as okay. it were. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think I feel like that is what he was referring to with that. I could be wrong. Darren is an enigma, um, but that's that's the thing that um, that the takeaway that I took from it. That said, I also took a takeaway that he might be trying to stop us from investigating the maelstroms further. But also, yeah. we're still waiting on info for that, so we'll see. Yeah, they just they yes again drop the hints about Drellix. I thought that was quite interesting. That's the second time that they've sort of said, mm, you know, there's lots of things to do. Maybe might getting relics might be a handy hint. I've still yeah. got like 40 on my fleet carrier. Are we missing something? Because what we've tried, well, you know, we've tried everything that we could think of and people have ended up, uh, a lot of people seem to just be killing the authoress and people have certainly collected a lot. And yet Frontier is still sort of saying mm, you might want to have another look and it's like hang on what have we missed we've done everything do you just want us to keep doing more of what we're doing potentially they could they could do all um there's nothing to say that the, the thing is there's nothing to say that behavior won't change from week to week as yeah. well like you can say oh we, we've ticked every single box but until we go back and tick it tick every single box again on like a weekly basis um i don't know yeah. Rep- repetition really insanity one, or something like that that's a really tough one. You know, in the first week, you tried to sort of feed them a grillic. I tried to do loads of stuff, right. yeah. Suppose that was supposed to work and they fixed it. Nobody's ever going to try it again. They would have to drop a massive thing to say, you know that thing you tried in the first week that didn't work? Maybe you might want to try it again. Maybe this is what it is. Maybe, <laughs> they're, maybe they're saying, actually, I, you know what, actually go and do it. But um, my... You'd think that they pick up other guardian guardian looking shit as well. You know what I mean? They they pick yeah. up other things like that. My my favorite thing that happened during the whole of the episode of Frame of Frame Shift Live was Sally referring to Ramtar as Daddy Ram because my sister wrote it in chat. I thought that was absolutely Chef's Kids magnificent. <laughs> yeah, and of course the the producer was it producer Phil? He was hiding in the background. You mean Adam? Yeah, wasn't it? yeah, it was Adam. Yeah. It was Adam, right. Well, Adam was hiding in the background. I think this is going to be the new game from going forward. It's Where's Adam? It is. So we're going to have to start taking um, uh, a sweepstake about whereabouts he is. And the first person to spot Adam in the chat will sort of... Um, the question is, is Adam allowed to get changed? Or does he have to look the same? Like, you know, what? where's he needs to, He needs he to wear, like, like, a stripy shirt and, um, yeah. and glasses. That's what we're yeah. after. There's a suggestion at Frontier um, to give Adam a unique <laughs> personal skin <laughs> of the Where's Wally or Waldo, if you're in America, um, uh, outfit. Because I, I think it, I, I think that would work. <laughs> oh, I. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, overall, um, I quite enjoyed the, the Frameshift Live. There was a slight mention of Update 15, which was the usual, oh, we're excited about it, but we can't tell you. 
<clears throat> yeah, okay, you're excited about it. If you're excited about it, then yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Well, moving on, we have the Galnet News Roundup on the uh, uh, the 25th with, of course, the usual Paul Crow, the touch of magic to it. <laughs> um, yes, lots of uh, sarcastic... It, I mean, I thought I was sarcastic and, and grumpy, but it, it seems Paul's taking it to a new level. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. Um, and then uh, we had the Discovery Scanner, which we're probably going to talk more about uh, what was contained in this later, uh, which, of course, covered Update 1402. Now, this was the unfortunate issue, was that uh, Update 1402 was announced on Thursday to come out on Monday, and then practically the very next day, or was it the, the same evening? They said, uh, actually, we're no, going to have to move it. It was a Friday. Yeah, it was like 5 p.m. on Friday. It was literally the last the last possible moment, and they went, yeah, no, no, we can't do it. But they managed, it took them one day, and they managed to fix it, so. Oh, I know that feeling. I've, I've discovered a bug at 5 to 5 on a Friday, and realised that's it. It means the release on Monday ain't gone out because you never release on a Friday. I've seen my husband come out of the office very, very sort of like, oh no, I might have to work out over the weekend kind of <laughs> Yeah. It, um, there is... You don't release on a Monday. Everyone knows Tuesday is the goal to release things. <laughs> I don't know. Is Tuesday Thursday or Thursday? Sweet... Yeah, Thursday seems to be a real sweet spot for for gaming at the yeah, moment you aim for tuesday <laughs> you end up thursday is that and then you end up on thursday <laughs> as spoken yeah. by a true death <laughs> yeah if, if you hit the thursday then if you if you aim for thursday and something goes wrong mm-hmm. it's friday maybe even pushing into the weekend and nobody wants to do that whereas no. if you aim for tuesday and something goes wrong, then it's, oh, gosh, I've got to go to work on Wednesday. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, I like it. it. makes sense. And, of course, you never do anything on a Monday because Mondays are just a bit fuzzy, well, right? It's like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing on a Monday. Monday, you're always reco- – it's catching up from the weekend. Yeah. And, yeah, the only way you can say I'm going to push something out on Monday is if you had it ready to push on Friday the week before or something like that. And and then you forget by something Monday what it was always you yeah. <laughs> Well, that always happens as well. Yeah, well, on, Tuesday's my is the ideal day. We, we will move on from development cycles because I, I, I can feel Psychit's eyes glazing over. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Stop listening. Are you talking about me? <laughs> That's one way to, to get Psychit's attention. Talk about her. And all of a sudden, hello? Hey, you said my hello? name. You said my name. What am I supposed to do? Am I not supposed to respond to that? <laughs> anyway, in-game events. What has been happening this week? Well, um, on Thursday... They announced that the experimental weapons stabilizer has become available. Now, this is the class three experimental weapon stabilizer, um, and it was made available after the biotech delivery that was CG, which was done very, very quickly. Um, the class five variant, which permits two additional AX weapons, which is the one I'm waiting for, that's scheduled for sometime this week. We assume Thursday. So, uh, yes. On Thursday will be Thargoid Death Day as I take my T10 out with as many multi-cannons as it can possibly handle and and just watch that the, the bug count fly. <laughs> Only um, after Saturday's experience, I don't, I'll, it'll be interesting to see. Um, yes, 
I take it, has anybody actually used these uh, stabilizers yet? Because I know I'm waiting, just, I'm waiting for the moment. I chucked the Class 3 one onto my Anaconda for last night's fun. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I turned my Anaconda from a two, a two enhanced AX multi cannon and two shard cannon to mm-hmm. three AX multi cannon. And I went from killing scouts very quickly and, and making Cyclops look at me with slight disdain mm-hmm. to killing scouts very quickly and Cyclops look, looking at me with a little bit less disdain. You know, they know yeah. I'm an amateur. They know that I'm using turreted weapons. You know, they they know it's like, yeah, they, this guy's not taking this seriously. <laughs> they, they are aware of all that, <laughs> but they also know they've been touched. So, uh, they did they show you where by an angel of ice? I'm not going to say I broke their heart, but I did. Well, we did. We broke a lot of Thargoid hearts. We, we last broke night. a lot of Thargoid hearts last night. Points to me on the special, beautifully commissioned Thargoid model where they were touched, right? <laughs> we actually, I got some beautiful photos of the inside of. Uh, oh yeah, that was good. Yeah, was, do you want to? Oof. Yeah. I, I, well, you, you say, Colin. No, you go. Well, yeah, we we blew one um, one of the scouts apart, and then we found the wreckage was spinning uh, quite uh, prominently. And uh, yeah, this is the first time I've actually seen one of these wrecks left over and you can see the inside of the, the scout with his guts hanging out and all that kind of stuff and yeah it was as amazing the amount of detail that they put in there I, I would love to actually crawl over one if it landed landed on a planet yeah. I, was on the inside. Get, I was definitely getting the inside of a Cylon ship vibe yeah organic oh well obviously organic but the Cylons are definitely you know the Cylons are the ships aren't they there's not some. There's not in the new in the new Battlestar. The ships are living vessels, and they don't have a pilot inside of them. In the new battle, here's the new some, Battlestar. Here's something that will make you feel bad, because the mini series for the new Battlestar Galactica is oh, now gosh. twenty years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, came yeah. in. It came out in two thousand and three. Bloody hell! I, I know. I'm. Uh, that that that's just yeah. that, that's just oh that's just done me. Um, anyway, Alec. Oh yeah, so yeah, I saw those pictures of Ben's. That's really interesting. I haven't seen that before. Um, what I have seen before, and I asked someone else about it, was um, I think maybe Orange Phoenix has posted some screenshots of this. They're really cool, but of a a downed interceptor like crashed on the ground with all its guts hanging out and. Um, <laughs> It's amazing, and I've I, I'd spent a bit of time in uh, in a sort of ground-based conflict zone. Obviously, I'm no Thargoid killer, so I was just sort of following other people's kills and then looking really closely to see if I could see a wreck falling. Um, somebody told me that it, it it's only the person that kills it that that has it instance for them, if you know what I mean. So, mm-hmm. so I was probably. Um, on a sort of wild goose chase, trying to see their wreck, but um, yeah, apparently, if if you're the person that um, that gets the kill shot, then you have a chance. And I wonder if it is only a chance of an actual wreck spawning, which you can follow all the way down to the ground and get out and go and walk around it. It's very cool. Now, that's interesting because you never know what we might find. That's but, true. That is yeah, true. I'm going to have to start looking for that. It's quite difficult because you get the caustic explosion, which you don't want to get near. Mm-hmm. 
And obviously, by the time that's cleared and you go in for a look, the thing has fallen. So there's a little bit of guesswork as to where it's going to be. Mm. Yeah, th- this one was falling all the way down, but we were something like um, 15 kilometers up. <laughs> so right. it it would have taken hours to fall. Wow. Uh, okay. Because it, it it was it wasn't flying exactly straight down. It was it had a lot of momentum to it, so um, that wasn't going to be good. But yeah, as as Ben says, it was really a, a nice touch, and I'm hoping that we get to explore the innards, if you see, at some point on foot. Um, nice idea. Yeah. Uh, on Friday the twenty seventh, we had two items. Uh, Delaney, uh, the power play pirate leader, has voted to defend the Californian Nebula. And yes, him and his Como crew are moving in and they're basically kicking the Alliance out of the um, the Californian Nebula, Nebula while defending against the Thargoids. It's a bold move on, on behalf of the pirate leader and we haven't had any response yet from the Alliance at all, so we'll, we'll wait and see. But somehow I've got a strange feeling the Alliance have got enough on their plate at the moment. But then also relief released was Professor Palin who gave us the new enhanced Xeno scanner. Uh, now I've used this. I think it's a blooming godsend. Oh god! There has there has been some complaints. Yeah. How <laughs> can somebody? Complain how, about why? This? Who, who the fuck is complaining about this? Can oh, I? Because oh, I, I think I do think this is interesting. So that so there is um there's a forum thread. Of course, there's always a forum thread. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, sort of claiming that not only the new scanner, but also the new AX weapons have sort of made the game too easy, blah de blah de blah And then there's a whole load of responses to that saying the exact opposite. And it's 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 the forum at its at its finest, really. The forum um, at its most forumy. <laughs> yeah. Now what I yeah, so um Actually, I've just realised the thing I wanted to chip in is is probably going to come later. But but I, I did I did just sort of ask around because because I didn't know myself. You know whether is is it truly overpowered? I, I get the feeling it's a complete non-issue, right? That that if you want to build a fun ship, if you want to have a T ten with you know six multi cannons or um, you know and, and you want to have this scanner as well, it, it makes it all more fun. But it doesn't really dumb down the true end game of Thargoid combat, I don't think. Would you agree? Either of those things? The scanner or the cannons? The, the... I don't think if you if you have you know, this scanner doesn't really <laughs> doesn't really change the end game, does it? It just makes it a bit more fun and a bit easier for people, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um I've been I've been, I've seen my fair share of um, gatekeeping in the past. Hell, I've been accused of it. But people saying that that's that's making it too easy and people need to try harder. It's the same. It's the same mentality. Or back in my day, we had to. We were glad of it. We had to climb uphill both ways, and we were. We were glad of it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? You know what? (laughs) Go on. Go and kill a hydra on your own. On you go. And and if if you're if you think it's too easy, don't fucking use them, mate. Yeah, I mean, I must that too admit. has been said in the forum thread. Oh yes, that this is why you don't go to the forums because it's full of Calms for calms for psychic, please. We, we, we need to reboot for psychic. Yes, <laughs> it, it, it's rare that I get this angry at the beginning of the show. Okay, gin. I, 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 I need this. Please, 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 please
It's it is rare. It is rare for something to make me this angry and that like this angry. I've been. I, it's been a really angry couple of days. So you're gonna have to excuse me on this. But for someone to say that you're making it too easy and therefore imagine how dare people make a game too easy how dare people make a game more accessible so that um, newer players can access the content how fucking dare they well put it this i mean the only reason this new stuff's going in is that people don't have to do the 20 to 30 hour Fargoy, uh, sorry, Guardian grind in order to get the best stuff. Yeah, yeah. And but the stuff that they're getting isn't as good as the Guardian stuff, which is great. So the best stuff is still the best stuff, and if you yeah. know, so it doesn't invalidate the Guardian grind, which is which is perfect. Yeah, and I I have no idea what they're complaining about because I've seen the AXI. Uh, they've all ganged up in groups of twenty and just gibbed. Massives and masses of Tharboids, which is basically they're all got the um, the Guardian weapons on. They line up, and about thirty of them all fire at once on one poor Cyclops and just wipe it out. I mean, admittedly, that tactic was was done because the heart bug was still a big issue back then. And yeah, but it, I mean, that was incredibly easy. Yeah, you just joined up with them, you just just fired off a couple of shots, and that was it. Eight eight million in the bank. Um, it's it's how they play the game, and if you are, and the way, for example, the way I was playing it on Saturday, <laughs> I lost four crates, even though I was using the new discovery scanner. Which, to tell you the truth, they've all they've done is changed the discovery scanner so that it's actually usable in the same way it was before. Because what used to happen before is that you, the Thargoid would come up and curiously kind of try and scan you, so you'd scan him at the same time. And, yeah, you had that opportunity to get the information that you needed. You There was no chance of getting that, especially if you were on your own. You're getting me angry now, so I can't, I'm just, I'm beginning to go off on one. It, it's just, it, it's, it, it, it's really upsetting to me that, um, it, yes, yeah, it is endgame content. And um, why are we, and I can see, like, Jude saying, oh, um, they want it, They want the in-game combat to be available as a challenging counterpoint, but it's not like these weapons have replaced the other weapons. No. The other stuff and the and the difficult things were still there, and the ways that you've been playing forever is still there. Make yeah. it a challenge. Make it a challenge. Go okay. Um, I'll start with the the gimbal weapons, and then I'll move on to to something else. Let me see if I can use the gimbal weapons to destroy a um a hydra see if that works like let you you can you can set set challenges for yourself at every opportunity because let's face it a lot of the content at the moment is um Thargoid based look at the patch notes we're going to look at the patch notes obviously later but um look at the patch notes it's full of Thargoid content predominantly and it's probably going to be that for um quite some time until we've got um we've got a good handle on the Thargoid war and then they might start introducing other content um so there's of course they they want as many people as possible to be playing that content hmm. and it's it is you know well put it this way a newbie in my opinion a newbie who who decides to get involved with this, who uses the enhanced weapons, I don't think they'd be able to be taking on a Hydra within a couple of weeks. They, they will still have to learn. They'll, you'll still have to learn how to fight them. 
I, I mean, I can understand a, a cyclops. You can probably learn how to deal with a cyclops within, you know, a, a day, maybe two. But to take on the big ones like the basilisk and the medusa, and God help you, the hydra, you ain't going to be doing that for quite a while. And it's going to be a challenge. Anyway, um, <laughs> let us move back because on Monday, yesterday, uh, Monday the 30th, Admiral Tanner has withdrawn from the Federal Navy. He's decided that um, I'm better off fighting the Thargoids as an independent agent, whatever that means. Um, and he, he said, to any Thargoids who may be listening, you haven't seen the last of me yet. I don't think Thargoids would be listening. I don't think they even got a clue who he is. One of those meatbags over there said something. Well, they all say something. You should be like, hey, hey, yo, you know, Azimuth, you know how I attacked Hide Mine once? I'm coming for you, you bitches. That's what you should have said. That would have had more of an impact. Uh, <laughs> or maybe, oh, look at me, I'm a new mushroom. Oh, my God. That's, yeah, because that's what the, for those of you who don't know, the mycoid virus, which knocked the Thargoids away last time, they were based on mushrooms. Yeah. It's amazing what those researchers will uh, will smoke. Right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, today... There has been movement from the Empire. Uh, the Emperor has approved Ashling um, Duval's plan for Aegis to be reinstated. Insiders claim that uh, Princess Ashling has already requested members of our delegation, including Senator Caspian Leopold, Vice Admiral Skylar Anderson, and uh, Xeno Specialist Ivano Colombria. Try saying that with your teeth in. Um, she's asked, she has also. Uh, tasked the Imperial Diplomatic Corps with the reopening of diplomatic channels to the Alliance and the Federation, specifically to share information about Albertetra's respective proposals for a reformed Aegis. Okay, here's a, here's a million dollar question. Do we really want Aegis back? Nope. A strong nope. That was a very strong nope. Um, any re- Can you give me a reason oh, why? I, 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 can, I can certainly elaborate on that. So, Please I think- do so. I feel like Aegis is, um, uh, the connotations of Aegis is something that is um, racked in failure and um, not just with the um, uh, with the Alexandria for sure, but um, there were other aspects of it that were, um, it was it was losing popularity, shall we say, as, um, as it was going. I feel like for, I, I'm not averse to something else, obviously an azimuth alternative anti-xeno thing for sure but something uh something um to rise from the ashes a complete new rather than the same thing and the same recognizable thing um because i feel like there are connotations that run alongside aegis that are not supported by a huge amount of people within the galaxy that said if they want to bring it back that's all good Cool, cool. You do you, boo. I'm just going to keep fighting aliens. <laughs> okay, Alec? How about if Tanner took over Aegis and kicked out all the ineffectual pencil pushers who have made it such a disaster and turned Aegis into this this awesome, cool, super powerful force for fighting Thargoids that wasn't tainted? And I'd... Well, first of all, they'd have to change the name. <laughs> yeah, maybe. A bit of rebranding. It, the thing is, Aegis, I think, as we discussed in the previous week, it, it, it's only really tainted by ineffectuality. It's not it's not evil. Or, you know, we we, we concluded there was no association with Inra. Um, 
you yeah, know. that that was the problem because I remember at the time um, there was a lot of suspicion that Aegis was just in a, in another disguise. Yeah, I don't think it is. I don't oh, it's think not. It's not inherently no... bad about Aegis. They were just a bit weak. I th- I, th- I think now I could be incredibly mistaken about this, but I think that the um, some of the distrust to um, towards Aegis was more when they when they move when they changed tack from being full research to more like weapons oriented i think oh they've I, all they were always weapons orientated i don't think they were i'm I'll, I'll quite happily be um be um corrected on this but i i genuinely like at the beginning i feel like they were more research and then they started developing weapons i might be well there was two. There were two prongs to Aegis. The first was obviously defense, where they came up with uh, stuff like the uh, the field neutralizer and obviously the missiles. There was even <laughs> a trailer showing um, a command one of the Aegis tests and how badly that went. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think a lot of people were quite taken aback by the fact that Aegis shot first in that video and ever since then there seemed to be a kind of taint that oh we are attacking the Thargoids beside the point that the Thargoids had been actually attacking human ships for quite a while and we had no response from it so yeah Aegis Aegis didn't start off with the best branding or the best um, PR if you like okay so a rebrand in order yeah, I mean, that, that's my that's my 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 thing. If it, if it if they're going to do something, I don't think it should be Aegis. I think Aegis is dead and gone. But um, Aegis I, it, it should be it should be it should be where it is. There's no um thing. If they, if if we are looking at something that is effectively going to be under new management, mm-hmm. then it should it should have a, a new name and a new outlook and be different to reflect that. Because I don't think people are going to support it. No. No, let's call it XCOM. <laughs> sure. Call it whatever the fuck you want. Just don't call it Aegis. Tanner's Tressers. <laughs> sure. So I'd love to see Tanner working with Tessero on something. I feel like they have, they would have a really good, um, that would be a really interesting relationship to um, expand on. And then if we were bringing um, Sojourner back into the, um, the situation as well, um, mm. the three of them working together, especially with her, um in with with um Ms. So's um insider knowledge, shall we say, um to um Thargoid behaviour, um I feel like they will be a force to be reckoned with with the right people behind them. Um with the right sort of team with them. Yeah. And I don't think that team is fucking Ashling Deval by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> no, no. Oh, hey, there's a photo op for Ashling, okay. What is the elite equivalent of a dragon? <laughs> Anyway, Thargoids, Colin. Jesus, we've talked about this forever. So uh, Ashley Deval's going to. She's got three baby Thargoids hidden away somewhere. Oh. Nah, they don't. They don't come from eggs. <laughs> I've, yes, I've decided. We've, I've we've run over them every time we're there. <laughs> yeah, she anyway. won't have an egg hiding anywhere. A brood somewhere hiding. Um, well, let's go over the latest sta- uh, statistics from the Thargoid one. Uh, at the moment, there are 605 systems now controlled by the Thargoids. That's up again another 50 from last week. In alert state, there are 33. In invasion state, oh no, in alert state, there's 66. In the invasion state, there's 33. Five have been liberated, so that means we've taken back control, and 23 are in recovery. 
At this moment in time, the Thargoids now control 3% of the human bubble, and current projections say that it'll take approximately four years for them to destroy humanity. That okay, Alec? Yep. Cool. Stop saying your goodbyes now, lads. It's <laughs> Four years to party. Yay. Like, also, maybe if Pepper, pa- Pepper um, Palin and Daddy Ram can, you know, work up to getting some of those um, extra things that we need to sort out the maelstroms that we crack in. Cheers, lads. <laughs> wow. Fine. Okay, It'll there's, fine, there's fine, an fine. awful lot of daddy stuff going on here right now, isn't there? They're, oh. they're all of our space daddies. Get it right. You're the only one making it sexual, Colin. I I was just referring to I the... was psyched here, Colin. This is this is telling us more about you. <laughs> your space like if they're your space daddies, I can't I can't look. It's it's just fine. It's a lovely way to get along. <sighs> Are we sure? Okay, fine. Moving on. It's that time of the week again. Score a lot. And welcome back. Well, we have a new ship skin for you. The Crate Phantom gets the treatment this week with the Crossfire skins. Um, there's uh, red, there's green, um, there's blue, uh, brown, uh, grey, and of course black. Um, I must admit, these do look quite fetching. I'm, I'm quite taken by the red one. I might get that on my Phantom. Um, what about everybody else? Do these look... Um, appealing to you? It's great. I do like it. I don't like it. Go on, Ben. I'm I'm with you, Alec. It's like it's nice. I like it, but I'm not convinced. I actually want to get one because I already. It's it is, this is a problem we've had in the past as well. Actually, it's like you know, I like the ship skin I have now. So why do I want to buy another ship skin? It is tricky, isn't it? We are getting yeah swamped with ship skins. Um, are you implying that you need more ships to put the skins on? Oh no, there's a thing. I I I mean, let's just say I did when when we got the on foot stuff. Instead of buying ship skins, I got myself some player skins and mm-hmm. some some gun gun skins and things like that. Yeah. So maybe fair enough. It doesn't look finished. But it doesn't look finished. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't, I don't think it looks finished. It looks weird. I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't choose to have it on my ship. It does have that worn like the same effect as a badly worn paint job. Yeah. There's <laughs> probably some poor artist listening to it that us and going, "Oh God, I didn't like it." We've covered this, Colin. Nobody listens to us, but um, the uh, it, it just doesn't look it. It, it it's it's not for me. It's for you. It's a hard pass from Psychit, <laughs> and probably everybody else at the moment. But you know, I I will I might actually get one. I think I I do like the blue one. So you never know. My uh, uh, well, actually, when's the last time I've been out my Phantom? It's it's been a, almost a year now. 
So it's not really a ship I fly anymore. Although some people say it's quite good against the Argoids. I don't see it myself. Anyway, moving on, I think we'll take a break with some adverts and then come back with our main discussion. Or I also went off and died. Mmm, <gasps> tasty, tasty cannibal. <gasps> I'll be the least likely to die. He died first. <gasps> yeah, I've never before discovered plants. at the Lavian Centre of Dubious Science have had enough of those idiotic numbskulls polluting your airwaves with nonsensical utterations, mindless articulations and downright vacuousness. Our premier linguistic experts, psychologists and scientists have collaborated for years to find the perfect antidote for such silliness and are proud to present Professor Pebcap's Miracle Elixir. Our closely guarded recipe is designed to target the sensibility triggers nestled within the frontal lobe of the cerebrum and gently caress the cerebellum, meaning that clumsiness, terrible decision-making, lewd comments and rare but fun rants are a thing of the past. Place one drop under the tongue when you wake up and one just before sleep and settle into an elevated state of practicality that's more suited to the responsible commander. Professor Pebcap's Miracle Elixir. We've not tested it yet, but we're sure it'll do the job just fine. We all know what it's like. You're busy managing your settlement when suddenly the alarms go off. Oh no, not again. That's right. A commander with a Federation naval rank of Admiral, an Imperial King no less, has landed in a ship worth over 100 million credits and is killing all your staff while they look around for a 10 credit adhesive to glue an upgraded scope to their 100,000 credit assault rifle. They fly away with their super glue and you're left with a problem. How are you going to get your agricultural plant back up and running? How am I going to get my plant up and running? How are you going to find staff at short notice? How am I going to find staff at short notice? How are you going to deal with all those bodies? There's bodies everywhere. And they've stained the carpet. Wonder no longer. Call Ari's Crime Scene Cleanup Services. Hello, I'm Harry from Harry's Mine. After a sudden increase in robberies and murders by commanders since 3307, I've gained valuable expertise in cleaning up bodies, recruiting new staff and restocking stationary lockers. Now you can benefit from my experience by signing up to our Crime Scene Cleanup Service subscription plan. That's right. For only a small monthly fee, when your settlement alarms are activated, our rapid response cleanup crew will be dispatched, along with our patented Cadaver Scoop 150. The Cadaver Scoop 150 can be mounted to surface reconnaissance vehicles and skimmers to make tidying up your settlement a breeze. Wow, the bodies are gone. Our recruitment team has potential new employees on standby across the galaxy, ready to fill your vacant roles in security, logistics, administration, processing, and more. My plant's operational again. Thanks, Aries Crime Scenes Cleanup Services. Aries Crime Scene Cleanup Services. We'll have your settlement as good as new before the next ship arrives. 
Kadamar Scoop 150 disposal bags sold separately. Run, 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 where the ability to run is becoming a necessity, commanders continue to remain in their pilot seat, seemingly oblivious to their poor health. We intend to put a stop to that. New Stellar Fitness Gyms specialize in strength and conditioning, circuit and stamina training, under a variety of atmospheric pressures, and performance training to help create a fitter, faster commander. Sign up today and receive a free sample of our protein mix made from our patented special blend of hip protosquid, our suki locus, senna, and milk of magnesia. Flush those added pounds away. Stellar Fitness. Run to the stars. And welcome back. Oh, two new ones. Wow. Wasn't expecting that. Uh, apparently, Wintermute GB is saying that we should get Chig from Blue Screws on um, to do an advert for selling cheese. Does he want to or... write it? He can write it if he wants. Wintermute, yeah. write us an advert and we'll get him to do it. <laughs> um, right, so our main discussion this week, well, obviously, um, update patch 14.02 dropped today. And uh, we're, obviously, we're going to discuss some of the, the finer points of the patch because... What I originally thought was just going to be some bug fixes turned out to be a little bit more. Um, unfortunately, I think Ben at the moment, are you, are you still with us, Ben? Yeah, I'm here. Good, good. Um, yeah, because we just have a client crash, but yeah, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, right. So we're, we're just going to see, um, go through uh, these, these points. Um, right. First of all, as we've said, there's a little bit more to this patch than, than just bug fixes. They're going to make some changes to do with, especially with the um, recovery state of the of the system. Um, it does look like we've got um, new UI elements for the Thargoid War section on the galaxy map. Um, ben, have you had a chance to look at that yet? You or Alec? Yeah, I, I've looked at it. Mm-hmm. I'm probably an idiot, and I don't understand what the hell's going on. Oh, um, yeah, I, I right. looked in, and I can see. So, okay, I can see. I've got Maelstrom Lijong, and he's yeah. got seventy nine Thargoids after him, or something like that. I guess he's got seventy nine systems under his control. Yeah, yeah, he's got seventy nine Thargoids. I'm going to say because it looks pretty okay. Uh, and I can click on that, and I can see where he is, things like that, and then I can, we can go. Um, and then I, I can see that we've got the. The, the the systems which are close to various thresholds. Mm-hmm. Um, I oh right want, okay. So and and I'm guessing they're trying to steer us to in this case, uh, Putas, Oba, Obamumbo, HR fourteen oh three H Puppis, and HAP eight five two five. I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, Apparently, this is this is a list of where commanders can be of help. Yes. There's, a top, there's supposed to be a, a top five systems by progress for each system state. Apparently, yeah, that's so that's what I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that's what this is. Mm. Um, but, and this is where I'm a bit confused, because in the past, obviously, we've been following what AXI have been telling us. Mm-hmm. And I was having a look at some of the stuff that they were telling us earlier, 
And it was like, well, looks like this system, which AXI have been telling people to be looking at all week, has had nothing done to it. Oh. Which confused me, which was, I think it was um, HIP 26688, I think it was. Um, so I go in, in here, and click on the Thargoid information for this place, um, and it says, you yeah, know, that, that looks like nothing's been done in it. Right. Which I okay. find very surprising if the AXI have been saying, people do this. And yeah. indeed, when we were there last night, there were lots of fleet carriers around and people doing stuff. Yeah, and it it does seem that the has the progress bar actually been reset? Because I'm sure there was a couple of chevrons well, there. Last I, I'm thinking it might have been reset. I'm not sure. Oh, is this? Are we seeing the effects of the weekly reset here, and the fact that these have all jumped back to what's it's happened possible. today? It's possible. I I, I don't know, and you know, this is where you know, obviously doing this just a couple of hours after the patch was released. Yeah. rather than actually figuring out what the hell's going on and doing some science and speaking to people who know what the hell they're talking about would mm. be a benefit. Um, yes. But, you know, I was yeah. like, okay, I want, I want to look at where we were last night and it's like, hold on, I'm sure we were doing stuff there and now it's in and out. And that, yeah. that just, that, that confused me. Oh, no, the, that one, that's an, that's one that's an alert, isn't it? The, we yes. were, oh, no, is that, no, that's in, because we, we were in an invasion. Well, I'm saying they're Thargoid invasion in one day. Well, that means it's going to go to invasion in, yeah. in one day. Yeah, I'm sure this is where we were last night. Yeah, that was the first time. We were, we were trying to find an Orthrus in that system, but we went into an invasion system afterwards. Uh, okay, could, to... okay, maybe it could be the... Okay, that could... I could be misremembering where we were then. Yes, yeah. Um, um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, it's... Yeah. Alec? Yeah, the top five thing... Um, so, Darren spoke about the idea that there was this sort of neat feedback loop. You know, loop. Um, you know, he he was went to great lengths to point out that the the Thargoid War is in our control. You know, it depends on us. Uh, blah blah blah. And that um, the things we do, you know, the systems we flock to as a sort of co- coordinated community, will be reflected in the top five. So, what I'm ever so slightly confused by is whether the top five is simply showing systems where the community is most active or whether it's in any way attempting to predict where we could have most effect i think it's where the community is most active it will okay. be it's picking up where uh, the community is is basically acting the most so where you have the axi yeah. and uh Operation Ida, uh, they're they're active in a couple of uh, systems at the moment. I expect to see those two systems to be at top of the list because it's got the most activity. Right. Okay. So, so, yeah. so wherever that progress bar is moving the fastest, that's the one that goes to the yeah. top. And obviously, there'll be a feedback loop, and that one will just accelerate even more, and then get finished, and then another one will pop into the bottom. Yeah, of the list. I'm, I'm assuming that once something is finished, it disappears off the list. Otherwise, they'll all just be at the top. But yeah, um, the next interesting thing they do is that salvage activities are now going to work slightly differently. Um, the following items can be salvaged from uh, systems that are uh, involved in the Thargoid War, uh, and if you hand them into the mega ships, they will contribute to the efforts in that collection system. So, if you collect black boxes, escape pods, and Thargoid tissue samples uh, in one system and then fly all the way to a uh, hospital ship 
uh, and hand the stuff in, then it will credit the system with uh, extra chevrons, if you like, um, in the actual system that you collected them from. Now, this is new because normally what would happen is that you would get a reward for completing a mission, uh, but you have to, they've had to put in new mechanics to say, right, they've started it in this system, they've collected these items in this system, so that means that system gets the credit. They they haven't had to do that before. So uh, Darren, Darren was saying that, the, you know, it's a new mechanic they put in, and with a bit of luck, they'll be able to reuse it for other things as well. Yeah, yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah. Um, right. The next thing, and this is the most exciting one, is about the recovery systems. Now, um, they've added some Odyssey content. Uh, apparently, uh, rebooting Odyssey settlements will hasten the recovery time in a recovery system. So this means that um, when you, as you bring these um, Odyssey installations online, it will help increase the uh, it decrease the automated recovery time by a week. Uh, and repairing all the markets in a system will result in the system completing the recovery state and exiting entirely the next week. So um, the other thing that says the bar is much more representative when further action is not needed. So when it uh, it will show 100% when the automated progress is ready for the end of the week so that you know that you're not wasting your time. I think those three things, the last three things, spot on. Now, there does seem to be a problem. Ben, you've said that you've been looking for these um, settlement missions and you haven't found any yet. I think we might we might be looking in the wrong place. Uh, Chris, can you say how you found what you found? Yeah, so we've managed to get two missions uh, this time. So the first time we went to a place that was in recovery, but what I didn't check was on the map it shows you if that has completed and that when it next ticks over, all the settlements will be activated. At that place, I didn't see any missions on offer to reboot settlements, despite the fact that they were still showing sort of offline if you looked at the map. However, we went to somewhere nearby where the recovery state isn't full yet. And Mm -hmm. um, Ben went to one station and didn't see any missions. I went to a second station, didn't see any missions, waited a little bit, tried the mission board again, and there were two sitting there in the uh, the menu. And we've completed two of them um, so far. Yeah, and that's contributed to... Have you seen any of the chevrons move? Uh, not seen any of the chevrons move. We've not, we've uh, not yeah. handed in yet, so have we? Yeah, we've not handed them in. We've got two to hand oh, in, right, so well. we can have a look after that. Excellent. Well, this is this is the one thing about putting a uh, <laughs> discussing this when it's just been released. Um, Alec, yeah. So I was curious, as I'm sure many other people were, about the thought that I don't I don't know how many you did read out the stats earlier how many systems have we currently got in this state that can be helped um, oh in recovery 23 23 okay and suppose you know some of those maybe don't have any settlements at all and others might have 10 so i don't know suppose there's a few hundred settlements that could be powered back up mm-hmm. that seems like enough content to keep 
20 players happy for half of Thursday. So <laughs> so what I'm curious about, I suppose, is either A, do we, does it, is it a bit like, you know, queuing up to kill the boss in Warcraft? Um, you know, we, we can restore the power in a given settlement many, many times just to satisfy the player demand for that content. Or, or is it? I even wondered whether perhaps it, it, it's not really the restoring of the power in a settlement that, that contributes to, you know, speeding up the recovery. It's actually simply the mission mechanic. It's handing in the mission, successful mission, ka-ching, another point added to the... It seems quite likely, doesn't it, that it's probably the mission. It's kind of completing the missions that is the the thing. It's the key to the, it. That adds a point to the chevron, if you like. Um, well, at the moment, I would imagine... Well, what I'd like to work in my head is that once you've brought a settlement online, that settlement is online permanently. However, I do suspect, like you do, that actually it's it won't be brought online permanently until basically the, the system is uh, out of recovery. And while it's still in this state, the, these um, Odyssey settlements will sort of be powered up and then power back down and powered up, powered back yeah. down. And you, it's only when you hand in the missions to does that. And to, to tell you the truth, it does feel a bit like it has to be that way. Otherwise, there won't be enough content for everybody. There'll be yeah. a, a mad rush um, on the first two, three minutes after a tick, uh, the server ticks happened as everybody tries to do these missions because you get loads of stuff in there. Yeah, I think, I, th- I mean, you have to make these concessions for it being a game, don't you? I think mm. you, can't, you can't just have, you know, 50 settlements that need powering up this week because <laughs> you know that'll be done by thursday lunchtime yeah uh yeah chris has actually put a, an interesting point in it so in the current bgs how many goals does it take to put a, bring a settlement back um you know without having to uh to do it because i know that i've done um the same settlement several times uh to bring it back online and it's not there. Obviously, well, it's, in, it's in relation to system states. Mm-hmm. When 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 you're doing normal settlement, um, bringing settlement online missions. So if you're mm-hmm. doing the same, uh, I don't know. It, it it's clearly very um indicative that the the BGS that is sat around the Thargoid War is entirely different because you would uh, uh, when a, a system retreats. When a faction retreats from a system in um the normal BGS, it's like a year at least before they can go back into that system. Now, we've seen um, situations happen where uh, um, Thargoids have entered a, um, have been in retreat from a system and then as soon as it's been cleared, that 100% has been filled and it's going to clear on the next tick and as soon as it clears on the next tick, it goes into alert again. So that's clearly not happening in the same way. So it's difficult to um, uh, marry the two together. When settlements when settlements are, are offline, it tends to be to do with the system state and there's multiple different ways that you can affect a system state rather than just doing bringing settlements online. So I imagine it's kind of similar with the um, with the Thargoids with the Thargoids as well, and that's why you will be able to go back and do it over and over again. So I don't know how they're measuring every settlement in a system and shortening it shortening it down by a week because that isn't a BGS function that I'm particularly familiar with. Yeah, like I suggest, it's probably counting the mission hand ins, isn't it? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, so so a little bit of emotion breaking there. Let's let's just say that the fuses keep blowing. Yeah, turns out that power power regulator was a smidge faulty, and it only lasted yeah. for a couple of seconds. Yeah, yeah the, 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 I don't know. The Thargoids left some some problem with the circuits, and we have to overpower it by just slamming that damn power regulator in again until every time it just pushes that resistance back a little bit more until we've got a clean. Oh, I yeah. don't know what I'm on about. Never mind. It, 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 see, I'm picturing we've got a little Thargoid infiltrator just sneaking around <laughs> the base. And he's like, hey, yeet! My mouth. <laughs> yeah, these little Thargoid bugs that are just, oh, here comes the commander. He's put it in. He's gone. Is he gone? Yes. Yeah, he's gone. Right. Go Get him. Get it. There we are. <laughs> oh, power regulator. Nom, 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 nom. Hide in the sand. Right. <laughs> uh, Miggles is suggesting there's Thargoid rats eating the wiring. <laughs> that's a good one uh, I mean I must admit I was I was. there was a little bit of me that had a hope that, that, that the Thargoids would have left little surprise packages for people <laughs> but unfortunately I don't think that's happened does it little booby traps <laughs> yeah look, a couple little booby traps maybe even a, a you want some leathery egg or something a little, yeah a leathery egg <laughs> just, just for <laughs> just for the uns- <laughs> the stupid commander going oh this protocol, everyone needs to go to quarantine. No, layers in. Anyway, um, moving on from there. Uh, now, it does seem that uh, conflict zones and other scenarios are, can be found in Thargoid control systems near the front line of an invasion. Now, this this one this one's quite good because one of the reasons why the Thargoid control systems were so hard to turn was basically the the fact there was no conflict zones. You were just basically flying around and hoping for an interdiction. Uh, so, yeah, that's... <laughs> uh, so hopefully that will make um, co- um, Thargoid controlled systems that little bit easier to, to flip. But as Darren has said, the closer they are to the Maelstrom, the harder they are to flip, which um, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah. Go on, Alec, you first. No, I was just going to say, as I said earlier, I, th- I think it's a neat mechanic because it means we can make you know nice progress on pushing stuff back on the fringes, but but pushing it all the way back down to no Thargoids at all gets increasingly hard, which which is nice. I like that. Yeah, it, it kind of it kind of gives gives you the idea that they'll be able to expand to a certain time of bubble, and then the players should be able to contain it at the size of that bubble. Hopefully, um, psychic. I'm, I'm. The, the, there's a general little bit of contention with this, okay. um, which we 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 discussed. Well, we I've discussed that length today just to try and get my head around it. And I mentioned it earlier that as soon as you get the th- as soon as the thargoids get cleared from a system, mm-hmm. um, that that system literally on the next tick can go back into a state of alert. So. The, yeah. the the question is, is it is it is, is there some kind of uh, where is the incentive to restore these these systems quickly rather than just letting the automated process work its work its magic over four weeks? Where is that incentive? Because it could just go into alert on the next day. Okay, that that that's sort of like that's a lot of things that I've heard from people who are more. Um, more invested in the um, recovery side of things. The, um, 
Sorry. Yeah, I, I don't. Um, I, I don't have an answer to that. Yeah, sure, there are cool new fun mechanics, but if it's going to leave these these systems open to going into alert and then we're going through all of this rigmarole again, um, how worth it is it? Or is this something new that has changed on the back end, which is going to stop that from being a thing? Yeah, on, this, this is funny because I had just about five minutes ago decided not to raise this because I thought it would enrage Psychic too much. No, 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 it's totally true. No, well, no, it's right. Well, hold, hold fire because this might enrage you. I don't know. So, yes, um, certain people, uh, some of whom may or may not be banjo players, right, <laughs> <laughs> are basically saying that the last thing you want to do is speed the recovery of these systems because while they're in post-Thargoid attack state, they're invulnerable. And the minute you recover them, they can be attacked again. So clearly Frontier adding this gameplay is evidence that they don't play their own game right now <laughs> before Psychic explodes at that. <laughs> what what I what I the, the conclusion I came to, what, what I what I came to realize is that and I think this extends way beyond this Thargoid War. I think it extends to all sorts of aspects of Elite Dangerous, that there's two ways of looking at all sorts of things like combat and the way the BGS works and stuff. You can you can look at it as, as this sort of pure game of numbers. You know, if you think about a meta build for a ship or something, it's like, what X, Y, and Z can I do to give me the best effect? And I don't care if I like. I don't like it. I don't care if it's not a sensible build. If it gives me the most effect for my buck, that's what I'm going to do. And so, from a purely sort of cold number crunching view of the game, how do we um, make the most effect in the war? Well, clearly, we don't want these systems to recover. And then on the flip side, there's there's the game that I think I think Frontier are still trying to build, which is you know this immersive galaxy that behaves like real world and obviously in the real world when a town or a city or a planet has been attacked you want to help those people you want to get the systems back online you want to get the businesses running you want to get the system repopulated mm -hmm. and obviously that's what you would do and and there's a benefit to that and the fact that there's this sort of downside to it is like you know maybe frontier need to find a way of of the one thought i had i suppose is that you could make it something like um a system that's been helped by commanders to a speedy recovery is maybe a stronger system in some sort of background bgs sense and you know resists thargoid attack better than a system that's let to you know if you let a system recover naturally over four weeks you could flag that as a kind of weak system it's only it's barely recovered if you like and so is more vulnerable in four weeks time than one that's been you, you start you sort of have to finagle the numbers to make it work but i think essentially what frontier have done with this is brilliant you know allowing odyssey players to get involved uh, restoring power is a fun little mission. I think they've done it for the right reasons. It, but it, it is unfortunate that if you take this sort of purely meta look at the game, it's the last thing you want to do. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't have an answer for it. I really don't. I, I, I was just bringing it up for a um, 
just as it's, yeah. it's another point that's that's been there. But, it, <laughs> but I, I strongly disagree that it's that it's evidence that Frontier don't play the game. I think that's oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. You know, I think they know exactly what they're doing, and like I say, I think they're they're trying to continue to build the the one version of the game, and and it's a shame that there's a problem in the in the you know the numerical well, analysis. When you, when you think of it from the Thargoid point of view, the so. It is a case of, well, the 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 meat bags have gone and and kicked us out of that system. They've been building it up. They've they've managed to uh, repair that system. Looks like an easy target for me, lads. Let's head in again. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I do like the idea that you know maybe if a if you have players that have helped a system recover that they've got it, it's it's slightly more thargoid resistant. I'm trying to think of like real world examples. Like if you, <laughs> it sounds like a, it sounds like make Thargoids pay for it. This is basically what we're saying. What we need is the materials to build a wall and make the Thargoids pay for it. And I'm here I, for just, it. I've just thought of a new advert. Something along the lines of Slip Bang Thargoid resistance. <laughs> Doctor Pope's caustic burn cream. I've already done that one. I could do another yeah. one. <laughs> If you, oh, own a corner, <laughs> if you own a corner shop and someone puts a brick through your window, th- there's an argument to say you're better off leaving it smashed because nobody's going to want to put another brick through it. But the minute you repair it, well, you're just asking to someone to throw another brick through the window. That's absolutely the analogy that I was reaching for and I couldn't find. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so what you do, you put... You put bars or shutters on the windows. Yeah, so, the, so that's the, that. That's like your your, your reinforcement. That's how you yeah. how you do it. You're putting you're putting something else on the window. Make a make it fucking titanium um, lined or something like that. You it, know, it's better. It's a better recovery than one that isn't helped along. I suppose is what I was grasping it. Yeah, uh, that's a fantastic suggestion, Alec. Um, <laughs> maybe if we could pass that on to to Frontier, that would be nice. <laughs> um, Ben. Have you had uh, any more luck with the uh, the recovery missions then? I think so. I'm, I'm staring at a shit ton now of reactivation missions. Um, it's like, yeah, I can't can't move for them. Oh, I think Miggle, Miggle's got one earlier as well. Um, so I've got so, yeah, shitloads. So they, yeah, they are available then. Everybody, go go start repairing because I've got a sneaking suspicion that. Even though people were saying, "Don't repair us too fast," those people will repair you too fast. Yeah, because you get other on foot mats and stuff like that, don't you? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, oh, this is quite interesting, especially considering what we were doing um, last night, Ben. Thargoid interceptors will no longer stray far from settlement conflict zones. Oh, hang on. Um, Psychic, like you want to no, jump no, in? No, it's about, no, I want to jump in on what you were about to say. So <laughs> right, keep gotcha. talking. <laughs> okay. Because, um, yeah, we were we were flying around the settlement zones and I couldn't see where the, the, the interceptors were. It turns out they were 20 kilometres up. Um, but they will no longer stray far from the conflict zones. Uh, yes. Psychic. I saw you. You did. A, you put a little note on this on on the show. I, I, put, I put that. I put that note. Or on. someone did saying last yeah. night we had an interceptor twenty plus kilometers away, and I was like, "Oh, get you twenty plus kilometers away." We were having to jump into. Um, it was quicker for us to jump into Super Queens to get to one. There was one like ninety away from us. The, um, yesterday, I think it was. Yeah, I got Absolute bloody nightmare. Oh, you sweet summer child. 
Yeah, and you've got fully, I, I fully um, owe you sweets of a child. Oh, what are you complaining about 20k? I have to walk uphill back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm very glad that that's not, a, um, that that's hopefully not going to be a thing anymore. Psychic, have you been having Yorkshireman tablets? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's been, it's been a week and it's only Tuesday. Oh boy. <laughs> right. Um, well, that's been the whole uh, list uh, on the update patches. Of course, there's been uh, a few additional ones, mostly to do with uh, AI and other um, smaller issues. Uh, overall, everybody happy with this patch as is as is listed? Psychic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one, there's, there's one thing that has been that we we haven't included and we haven't talked about, um, which oh, is to do on, with then. to do with um, inv- like invisible thargoids. Surely everyone has had an invisible thargoid in a conflict zone, um, an absolute nightmare of an invisible thargoid, and it says they have been improved, not fixed, improved, not fixed, improved. They made which... the invisible thargoids better. Well, less invisible. What I think that what you might be able to do now is at least look onto them. If you can look onto them and target hearts, fine. Not a problem. That's not that's perfectly fine, and I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that as an interim fix measure. Darren happened to say that they now have a big decal on them, which says hashtag lurk. But what's the point of having the decal on them when they're invisible? Mm, I'm calling bullshit on that, Darren. <laughs> No, and Darren, you probably one on that just says lol. That's all it does. It just sings the Trollolol song. Is that, is that because the T's rubbed off the front? Quite, exactly. Um, uh, other little additions that they've got is that players now receive interdiction data when they're interdicted by Thargoid Scouts. Uh, we've also got erroneous messages intended for patrolling AX pilots have stopped during an AX conflict zone. Thank goodness for that, because that was really winding me up. We were, uh, one of the things that we went to last night was a, a bunch of AI ships who are all chatting and repeating yes. all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it, it got a bit distracting when you were actually, we actually came under attack. Uh, but, you know, um, I'm glad they stopped that. Um, Thargoid interceptors are no longer drawn to already detonated caustic generators. That's um, I get. I haven't even had a chance to look at the maelstroms yet. That's still on my to-do list. Um, and we've got some some nice little ones where uh, payouts have been increased for Thargoid war collection missions, particularly group missions. Um, yeah, that's those those, um, those payouts were abysmally small. Go on, psychic payouts. Thank you for reminding me. Um, at the moment, payouts have um, reduced for um, interceptor kills. Um, at the moment, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna find it. Um, at the moment, you've got um, for for get, killing of a cyclops it's six point five, a basilisk is twenty, author is twenty five, Medusa thirty four, and Hydra fifty. I slid into Sally's DMs earlier and asked her if that was intentional, and she went, "Well, it's not in the in the patch notes." So, as far as I'm concerned, it's not intentional. So, um, or it's not something that was supposed to go in with this patch. So, I'm going to get onto it first thing tomorrow. I just wanted to make people aware of it so that information could be disseminated um, accordingly. Right. Okay. So the, uh, these are the rewards for actually taking out a Thargoid itself. Taking out an interceptor. Not the, yeah. Not the actual reward for the missions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So so it's a, like the bounty payout has changed. That's what I mean. 
Ah, right, because yeah, we were getting eight million for a cyclops yesterday. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's changed. And there's a, a whole lot of little uh, stability fixes as well. A possible crash if two people interdict someone at the same time. I don't think I've ever been able to interdict uh, or team up to interdict anybody at the same time. Has, has anybody else managed to do that? I'm not making any comments on double teaming right now. It's too dangerous. You know, I was so trying to avoid going anywhere near that. It's so like dangerous. It's so dangerous, there. Colin. You just can't you can't say anything about it because the, the, people would jump on it and it's just not fair. Okay, well, we'll move on for that. There's a rare crash due to the string lights and ship co- ship com- uh, cockpits. Apparently something called something that's too shiny. I've, I've never heard of that before. Um you have a crash which would occur when players disembark on foot after killing a hydra in a conflict zone. Wow, that is a <laughs> that, that is a a, a, a test Secret. case and a half there. I'm sorry, Ben just put something in the chat. I'm just recovering from. Um, we've got a, a hard lock which could trigger players at a, a planetary port conflict zones. Rare crashes that happen in the conflict zones. Stability issues that occur during Thargoid encounters or when Thargoids are destroyed. Um, there's a hard lock that occur at a specific barnacle site, which in this, is in Hades Sector AQ-YD82C2. Um, we had people complain about that and was, yeah, it's it's a lot better and now, that, apparently. Alec? Yeah, and on that, I saw, um, I think it was on Twitter or somewhere, but Malik um, reported that it, it still hard locks at exactly the same Thargoid barnacle site. Oh, so that one's that one doesn't seem to be fixed. So then. fixed, not fixed. A hard lock. Just let, let me point that out. Okay, lock. <laughs> oh, bloody hell, the chat that's room. A, that's really. A reach. That's a reach, man. It is, but the, that's what they're doing. A reach they're, they're reached <laughs> Oh, oh Amazing. boy! Amazing! Incredible! I'm so proud of everyone here. <laughs> Uh, right, moving on. Uh, yeah, there's an awful lot of fixes that are just random stability issues, <laughs> which well, is helpful, but, you know. Um, right, the UI. They've fixed an issue where direct messages and chat would calls cause the social menu to come unresponsive. That that one's been an annoying one for me when I've actually messaged people. Um, clarified the Android, the Thargoid war panels in the Galaxy map. Added maelstroms names to the the war system. Uh, changed the Thargoid war progress bar. Blah blah blah. Fixed specific, specified locations in the map for selected fleet carrier jumps. And yeah, fixed messaging when players attempted to jump their fleet carrier during the cooldown phase. So yay! Oh, and the 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 Diamondback Scout's landing gear has is giving a little more extra clearance for the Scarab to come out. <laughs> Funny one so, to slip into this patch, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. I see what you're doing here. And I, I was going to ignore it. I think this is all in your head today, Colin. I yeah, don't know. I genuinely wasn't doing anything with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh, thousands would believe you. <laughs> okay, so um, overall, everybody is is thinking this is a, it's looking good for this patch. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff, isn't it? Mm. We shall, um, yeah. I guess, I guess it needs testing to see if all these things are um, 
That what yeah. we hope, but it's good stuff. Do you think we're good? Yeah. Do you think we're going to get another one of these minor patches in, say, the next month for other little things to do with the Thargoid War, or do you think they're going to save up everything for update fifteen? When's update fifteen due? End of April. Well, it's, they say in April, but I'm going just going to assume end of April. Three yeah, months. Question. Are there, well, my, okay. on. my gut call is unless there's any critical bugs that need to be fixed, we'll get to update 15 next. Yeah, yeah, I, I was concerned. Yes, yeah, so you think update 15 is going to be the next bit where we'll get changes or new content in the. Yeah. We might do something. There might be something like um, when the servers go down, there's like a tiny patch, like it's down for an hour or something, and they're just making a couple of numerical adjustments. Nothing, mm-hmm. nothing yeah, maybe super some major. Server side fixing kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but nothing that will be insert, inserted into the client. So. Unless, there will be no insertions, Colin. Unless, uh, unless there's like a a cheeky moment, sort of like. Um, early March where the story's progressed and there's a there's like something that they just need to thumb in really quickly, you know. Okay. Like story wise, like something something new. Yeah, yeah story wise. Yeah. Yeah. The, you know, the the, the the commanders in the community manage to hit a hit a point where they think, yep, now's a good point to move the plot along. Um Alec. Oh, well it was sort of a question internally but it's all right i'll read it out it's just i I, while we were going through the patch notes it suddenly occurred to me that somewhere and i've completely forgotten where there was something about being interdicted by thargoids would now start to grant or would soon start to grant raw data yeah that was yeah that was for the scouts okay okay yeah so that uh yeah it was uh so you'd get data normally um, from just uh, interceptors, but you didn't get it from scouts when you were interdicted by them. I think that's right. Right. Um, but now, but now you get it from all of them. Okay. Okay. I see. Thank you. Excellent. Right. Well, I think we'll move quickly move on to the community corner then. Um, <laughs> uh, first of all, um, we'll start off with Operation Heaklin uh, or Heisilen. Halcyon? Yeah, that would probably be the right one. Um, we have the Kingfisher Xeno Peace Megaship Repair Initiative. Now, this is running between the 4th of February and the 11th of February. Um, the location is in Hay Sector Y-O-Q-B5-1, Planet B1, uh, where the Kingfisher's wreckage is. Um, to all independent pilots, in conjunction with the Thargoid Advocacy Project, the Human Xeno Connections, Reforge Aegis, and McCoy Spaceways, YKE Technologies is requesting support for Operation Hailcon, or whatever Alex said, uh, a multilateral repair initiative for the Kingfisher Xeno Peace Megaship. Full details can be found at, at, at this particular place. Um, yeah, so basically we're all taking repairs limpets out there or something so my understanding from looking at it is that it's one of the one a player-led initiative for um i think they're doing the car breaking the cargo hatch taking the stuff out and taking it to two mega ships that have mm-hmm. got a lot of cash that are buying shit that's my understanding gotcha got you so so basically take stuff out to the, the mega ships out there and and yeah, take it Maybe. specifically from the Kingfisher because mm-hmm. the Kingfisher was the one that was destroyed by Tyrannus as it went past. 
um take um take some of the occupied get grab any occupied escape pods or broken escape pods and um other bits and pieces and then drop them off at the mega ships i think that's what they're wanting yeah yeah um so yeah that's that seems quite a an interesting one i wonder if uh basically frontier will act on that and the kingfisher will limp home <laughs> that'll be interesting um nope says <laughs> definitely not uh moving on from there um operation ida have successfully repaired the repelled the invasion of tai uh, and the next target is uh pathaman now what operation ida are doing is they're just basically doing delivery missions they're not getting involved with um thargoid combat in any way whatsoever so it's basically rescue um rescuing people or and delivering to these uh to the stations which is you know uh completely valid way of doing it uh, but uh, yeah, so they're doing quite well. Uh, however, I do have to do a personal shout out here because there is a YouTuber called Jim Plays Games. Now, he um, is actually quite famous amongst the older members of the community for his uh, frontier explanation or tutorial videos that he did, which basically taught me how to actually play the game properly. <laughs> so uh, yeah, there was a, a whole load of... Yeah. This is yeah, teaching you how to play Frontier, not Elite. Yes. Yeah, oh, not dangerous. not not Elite, not Elite Dangerous. This was this was about five it would have been about ten years ago this series. And a lot of people got into it. I know Crash is a, a fan and, and so forth. And he, he did this 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 fantastic tutorial series where he you could you could actually show you how the how the gravity works properly and, and you could go into an, an orbit and as well without using the autopilot and that kind of thing, doing it manually. Um, so he, he was well up for when Elite Dangerous came out. However, he's just recently come back to to give Odyssey a try. However, he had to bring his um, Aspect Explorer all the way back in from the black, and he's been out in the black for two years. And he was showing off the fact that he just cashed in his, his exploration data and bought a brand new Anaconda, and was showing it off in the camera, uh, in the external view, and basically was just going through the going going through the docking port, and decided to stop right there. And he didn't realise that the docking port, he was colliding with the docking port. He was getting fines left, right, and centre. And live on stream, his anaconda blew up, <laughs> and he went straight to the prison ship. Loitering is a crime punishable by death. <laughs> Yes, um, I shouldn't laugh, but, but did. you did. <laughs> so yeah, I will put a link in in the show notes for for that particular video for for poor Jim. But Commander, we salute you. Uh, right. Um, well, moving on from there, does anybody have anything that they'd like to bring up from the community, or are we kind of run out? I've I've got a little one. See. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing as uh, just reminded by your recent story i, I won't say who it is because i haven't cleared it with them but it but it was equally funny i was watching um somebody streaming and they were they were making grelics for the first time <laughs> uh, and um y- you know when the thargoid machine starts going a bit ballistic because you've stuffed it full of guardian stuff and it's not happy yeah 
Um, and if you're if you stay in the centre of the kind of Thargoid chamber, you you take quite a lot of SRV damage. Yes. So, so this was all new, and his health was going was dropping dramatically, um, and he blew up. And you know, and I, and I was sort of listening to him, and he was sort of saying, oh, "It's fine. I've got twenty-seven percent." And then he blew up, and he was a bit mystified. So he went back. Uh, he was working with someone else who got a carrier full of stuff. So he goes back, and he gets another probe and another three um, relics, and he goes back and does it all again. Uh, and what happened this time? I can't remember, but he took a, a load of damage, and he's going, "It's fine. I'm on thirty-six. And I was looking, you know, I often watch Twitch in quite a small window and I sort of enlarged it. And I was thinking, what the hell are you talking about? He's, he's got like 6% hole left. So then I'm sort of in chat and a few other people are in chat going, you're on 6%, repair, repair. And then he's going, it's fine, it's 22. And then it was down to two and then he blew up again. And then after a while, we all realized he was he was carefully watching his temperature. <laughs> It's fine. I want 27. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, remember, kids, when you're in your SRV, your damage is on the right, not the left. You can multi-clueless section as well. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. We, we've all done it. We've all yeah. done it. Yeah, of course. We've done all these things. That's why it's funny. <laughs> uh, right. Um, well, I guess moving on from there, we will... We've actually got. We've had a shout out. Um, we'll we'll say hello to uh, uh, massively who, who have given us a wave with the latest uh, announcement because we've we've been in contact and said, by the way, we are almost ten years old now. Yeah, next week we'll be we'll we'll have some of the old crew on board and and uh, we'll be talking old stuff because it will be 10 years since the first episode was actually recorded it then took 2 have, weeks to edit have we actually I was going to say it was recorded on the, was it recorded on the 3rd and then came out on the 22nd is that <laughs> yeah, what we think it was that. yeah we think that was yeah. what it was um but we know that it yes we spent a fair it, chunk of this afternoon trying to figure out <laughs> who done what and what in what show and well, I guess we'll save that story for next week if they're coming. If they're going to get some people on, yep. Show notes. What are show notes? What show notes? <laughs> show... As I find out, show notes were possibly split across multiple shows. <laughs> Sounds like lame. It feels. It I, I feels like inherently. Well, we also. I mean, you know how Chris said, Fozzer said to us uh, the other week that he was printing out his show notes. Yes. And. I don't know about you, but I thought he he wasn't being a hundred percent serious. Oh, I did. I did entirely. He, he he really was printing out his show notes, and back in the day, he also printed out his show show notes. There's a problem though. Back then, they'd only just started making color printers. Oh, ow! <laughs> That's not true. That's not. No, true. it's not true. <laughs> Don't I had an Ow, like I was right. <laughs> yeah, I had an XK740 in the mid-90s. Well, <laughs> Chris Mark was saying, well, on a dot matrix printer, that would take about 15 minutes, so, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, so thanks to, to Massively OP. Um, uh, for those of you who don't know who Massively OP are, they're a, an MMO uh, speciality website. <laughs> uh, on Psychit, you'd like to talk about Game Blast. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Game Blast is end of February, so we're we're nearly in the same month that Game Blast is in. Um, I am um, I'm doing I'm doing a Dungeons and Dragons thing on the Sunday. Um, I know it. I know it's not elite related, but I'm I'm just gonna I'm just throwing it out there as a thing that I'm doing. We are. I'm currently looking for players. Actually, it's a level nine D and D two v two v two v two battle royale. I think I'm nearly there with the amount of players that I I need, but um. I mean, there's, there's information. I'm, I'll pop a link in the show notes if anybody is interested. But it should be, it should be fun. I've been working. I've been working on lots of different things to do with it, and I want to raise like a a metric button of money for special effect because who wouldn't? Excellent. Yes, who wouldn't? So yes, there we go. Um, right. Well, has anybody got any other final business before I close out the show? Nope. Nope. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess our uh, um, our mostly clueless section is, is keep on plugging away at those um, planetary uh, planetary anti-Xeno CZs because if you do manage to complete one, you end up with a ton of cash. Frankly, Colin, I think we've had a bunch of things in mostly clueless, like you know, silly things like don't lurk in your in the in the docking bay. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's, 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 that's a good one. Yes. SRB health is on the right. And if you want to do the restore power missions, I understand the loose screws um uh squadron would particularly like you to do it in their systems as as often and as hard as possible. Well, hang on, what's what's been often and as hard as possible? Uh, restoring power for the loose screws. They love oh, okay. it. Do oh, they love it, do they? Okay, yeah, they, love sure. it. They, they can't get enough of they it. They love it. Restore their power as as many times a day. They're right into stuff like that. They love oh. it. They love having their power restored. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love you really, guys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the shout-outs. So while the team on Dex Island take a well-earned break before Series 2's return, there is plenty of material to fill up the void. Point your auto-assistant at your favourite podcast app, include Spotify and Audible, and search for The Dex Legacy. There you'll find bonus edition interviews with cast members and the writer Emily Inkpen. There's also plenty of bonus material and merc at thedexlegacy.com. All proceeds go towards the making of Season 2. Uh, and also we'll give a, a shout out also to uh, Escape Velocity. Um, I I don't know whether it's played before the episode or after the episode, but uh, we've, we've st- it's still out there if you want to have a listen. Um, our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, it broadcasts on a Thursday at 8.30. You can tune in at twitch.tv Hutton Orbital Truckers, or if you just want the audio, go to radio.forthemug.com. For the discerning commander that likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash CQC. Also, if you have the opportunity, and uh, there is still an existing bug with some of the maps in CQC. If you could, if you have a spare vote on the issue tracker, please look it up and, and raise its priority because it is actually quite, it, it's killing off what is left to CQC that one I'm afraid um, we'll also give shout outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts uh, so you can catch up with Flight Assist uh, there's plenty of those to listen to there's also the Guard Frequency who do other space games as well and the Hillbilly Banjo bunch over at Loose Screws uh, <laughs> over in America who who love their cheese uh, they're, they're constantly doing 
updates. Um, now, following this, do we actually have a digest news this this week? Because I know that uh, Commander Wotherspoon was a bit fifty fifty on it. We do have a Galnet news. Excellent. So there is a Galnet news. Stick with Commander Wotherspoon and Commander Beetlejuice, and would like to thank everybody who's appeared in the Twitch chat. And have you had any in-game commanders, you two, apart from Miggles? Yeah, we, yeah, we, uh, yeah, we did. We had, I think Siberius was there. Commander Henry Kissinger. Oh, named after that well-known individual. Yes. <sighs> so, so yeah, yeah we, we've had a few people around. Um, apparently, we've just had a, a quick update on that CQC issue. Uh, apparently, uh, Bruce in the forums has replied to say that uh, the CQC fix will be in for the next major update. So if that's going to be update 15, that's three months away. Wow. Uh, well, let, let, let's hope that the CQC guys can, can cope with it until then. Um, so, special thanks to Commander Tokuso, JN Trax and Alan Stroud, who have all created music for the show. But that is it for another episode of Live Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email info at laveradio.com, hit us up at facebook.com slash laveradio, tweet us at laveradio on Twitter, tweet us at laveradio at spacey.space on Mastodon, or you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash laveradio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders like to hang out and chat, and you can find that at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Be aware it's shared with the Hutton Orbital Truckers, so <laughs> you have been warned. Do get in touch if you have any questions, if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Lave Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8.30 and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live. So, thanks to Alec. Thank you, and good night. Thanks to Ben. And it's a good night from me. <laughs> and thanks to Psychit. Thank you, Radio Daddy, and to all you Radio Daddies out there. Really? really just a fucking really? Lily, I've been waiting for that all to episode. You know, in Saturday Night Live, there's this thing where they make one of the hosts read out really, really racist jokes, and he's got that face on that, why am I saying this? This is how I'm feeling right now. Oh, anyway. I can't. Go to your room. <laughs> oh, cool. All right, Daddy. <laughs> well, at least it's not an alpaca. Uh, <laughs> special thanks, of course. <laughs> I thought this was going to be an alpaca-free episode, but obviously not. So special thanks, of course, go to today's tech specialist, the Chris Mark IV. You're welcome. Thank you. So until next time, Commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Is your life like this? It's like I'm having an orange inserted. I'm going to see the galaxy.
Ah, oh, damn it. No worries, guys. Hold the fork for two seconds. I'll be right back. Digest, 31st of January, 3309. We read the news so you don't have to. The Kumo crew stages a daring land grab in the California Nebula, and the pieces are beginning to come together to make the reformation of Aegis possible. But first, the Pilots' Federation has made some changes to make the Thargoid War easier to wage. The war against the Thargoids started over two months ago. Humanity has been doing well at slowing down the Thargoids, but it could be doing better. And now we have some tools to make it just that little bit easier. The first small but important change is in the galaxy map, which now has the names of the maelstroms and gives useful information about the progress of the battle in each of the systems, showing the five systems with the most progress in each of the alert, invasion and control states, so commanders can better choose where to fight for maximum benefit. There's a list of the things commanders can do to help out. The galaxy map also shows clearly if a system has already been sorted, so commanders won't fight on needlessly when the Thargoids are already planning their retreat. Thargoid-controlled systems near the front line of the Thargoid advance now have AX conflict zones, which will hopefully make the fight back easier, and for systems recovering from Thargoid attack, powering up all the settlements could take as much as a week off the time before the system is once again fully operational. Also, payouts for anti-Thargoid missions have been considerably increased, with some missions offering a reward of more than one exquisite focus crystal. Renowned soothsayer Derin of the House of Halil has dropped dark hints that humanity could be doing far better if it concentrated on the places Thargoids haven't quite got to yet. Some believe that this means we should be concentrating on systems that are under Thargoid alert, possibly destroying more Orthrus interceptors or more of the scouts they call to help them. No doubt more will become apparent in the coming days. The iconic Mick Turner base, as well as the Turner Research Base and Red March Laboratory, have fallen to the self-styled king of the Kumo crew, Archon Delane. The move follows Delane's pronouncement on Friday that he planned to protect the California Nebula from Thargoids. In practice, this appears to mean a land grab, with three key bases being snatched from their rightful Alliance owners without any of the fighting that would normally precede such a move. The Kumo Council megaship moved into Alliance-managed California Sector HR-W-D1-28 on Thursday. Despite support for the resident Turner Research Group remaining strong, with a better than 90% approval rating, the Kumo Council now runs the only base in the system, Turner Research Base, making it all but impossible for the Alliance faction to regain the base. 
The Kumo crew have also taken Red March Laboratory and the California sector JH-V C2-12, although the Turner Research Group still controls the two settlements in that system, and Mick Turner Base, which was founded in October 3302 with the help of thousands of commanders to study the newly discovered barnacles and their meta-alloys before anyone knew the barnacles were Thargoid in origin. The base is named after one of the two founders of the Alliance and has been hugely important to the Alliance with its policy of expansion into barnacle-rich systems. Despite criticism that the meta-alloys have been over-exploited, the Alliance factions in the California Nebula have tried to maintain good relations with the Thargoids, an arrangement that puts them at odds with Prime Minister Mahan's defence arrangement with Sirius Corporation. The only two systems that remain fully under Alliance control a California sector BV-Y C7 with its Darwin Research Facility asteroid base and HIP-180-77, home to the facility named after the Prime Minister, Mahan Research Base. It's unclear at this stage what the Alliance will do about the Kumo crew's appropriation of its bases, but some key pro-Thargoid and local Alliance factions, including the Allied Order of Exemplars, the YKE Technologies and McCoy Spaceways, have organised a blockade of the Kumo Crew Command megaship, the Mictlan. They have reported seeing unusual goods being transported to the Mictlan, including AI relics and prototype tech, which they believe may show a link to azimuth biotech. With Prime Minister Mahan taking a weekend break at Skyglow Havens, no official response is expected from the Alliance before Monday. The day after Admiral Tanner resigned from the Federal Navy, Princess Ashling has persuaded the Emperor to provide limited backing to the re-establishment of Aegis, and it will be Ashling who coordinates the programme on behalf of the Empire. According to reports published in the Imperial Herald, the Princess arrived at the Imperial Palace without an appointment, burst into the throne room and demanded to speak to Emperor Arissa. After a lengthy, and according to sources close to the Imperial family, heated discussion, Her Majesty came forth to issue a revised proclamation. The Emperor made it clear that her policy of total isolationism remained firmly in place, but with one exception. She has tasked Princess Ashling personally with opening negotiations with the Federation and Alliance specifically and exclusively about the possibility of reforming the anti-Zeno agency Aegis. And the princess will be held personally responsible for any undesirable consequences of this exception to imperial policy. Ashling has reportedly already recruited some of her own loyalists, including one-time love interest Senator Caspian Leopold, Vice Admiral Schuyler Anderson and the xenological specialist Ivano Columbera to assist her in this new initiative. The prospect of a renewed, revitalised Aegis has moved another step forwards. And that's this week's Galnet News. Galnet News. Beetlejude reads the news, so I don't have to. 